0: Time at summer camp,
1: and welcome everybody to this one time at summer camp. I'm your host Jeff, and I'm here with Aaron. <gasps> That's me and John.
2: Oh, uh, hey guys!
1: Oh, wait, <laughs> so actually, uh, John's not here this week. Um, funny thing so he texted us the other day that uh, he found this uh, treasure map in a box of Lucky Charms, and he was just like, I got to go search for this treasure. So he's like climbing a mountain somewhere. I don't quite know where, um, but he's off on an adventure. Right, Aaron, that's that's what you heard too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, I heard that it it actually wasn't a map. It just said, go fishing. And so he literally just took that as a map and went to go look. So I just assume he's fishing somewhere in the mountains. It's perfect fishing weather.
1: Yeah, that sounds, yeah, yeah. I People do that, I guess, like fish in the cold, maybe ice. I don't, I don't know. I don't.
2: No, dude, I don't fish. Fish is gross. <laughs>
1: That's right. You don't like fish. Yeah, well, uh, John's not here this week, um, and we still wanted to bring you an episode. This won't be our normal format, but we wanted to bring you a little something from us, some camp stories. Um, I think we'll do the the voicemail later. Okay, yeah. we'll do the voicemail yeah. later. Yeah. Well, it's we'll, a classic. We'll do a couple stories, then we'll do the voicemail, then we might do a couple little quick stories after that. So, uh, Aaron, I'm going to turn it right over to you. Um, we wanted to just kind of share some of our favorite memories of camp, why camp is impactful, and just some uplifting stuff, because um, as I mentioned last week, I have officially left Lutherdale, um, so I guess we should introduce ourselves too. I'm Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Former... We don't have anyone to ask to know you I know.
1: We don't have a get to know you question uh, but I am the former program director of Sugar Creek and former program director of Lutherdale, so um, it's a time of transition for me, at least. But yeah, we wanted to share some uplifting stories, so Aaron, introduce yourself and give us a story.
2: Uh, let's see, my name is Aaron Colwick. I am the former program director of Briarwood Retreat Center Ooh. in Argyle, Texas, and uh, Camp Stoney in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And um, I'm going to share uh, like a kind of a... Uh, shotgun approach to this thing because um, (laughs) if you've ever been to camp and you've ever enjoyed or you've especially if you've worked there like you understand how impactful it is and like the like plethora of stories and memories Um, but there's obviously a few that stick out for me Um, so I'm gonna start off with a camper story this is from my last summer at Briarwood Um, so this is 2017 we had this camper who Came to camp every uh, every year. His name was, um, I'm going to go with Logan. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, um, you know, he he was a little bit uh, special needs. And so he would, um, he would love camp. And we'd always give a little bit of extra attention and detail. Um, because we, there wasn't, like, it wasn't a special needs camp or anything. And he was, you know, pretty high functioning and stuff. And he just loved camp. And he loved, loved the staff. Um, like, so much. And every year he got a little bit. You know, better with things. You you could tell he did like some uh, conversation exercises Mm -hmm. and things like that. And it was really cool. Well, as I said last week in my story, um, we had this brand new climbing tower. Um, And of course, Logan shows up and he looks at it and he's like, I have, like, that is so cool. (laughs) I want to do that. And I was like, oh man, okay, yeah, for sure, but we'll, we'll make this work. So we do some, you know, um, trust exercises with the group. You know, the typical leading up to the high rope stuff during the week. Mm. And I'm really paying attention to how Logan is doing. And um, we get to the day and he is ready to go. And I'm like, Logan, you good? And he's like, "I'm, I'm so ready. I was like, let's do this. Straps on his helmet, gets the harness on. And he looks up at the rock wall and looks over at the ladder next to him. I'm like, do you want to do the ladder or do you want to do the rock wall? And I'm up at the top. And he's like, what's everybody else doing? I was like, well, I think they're going to do the rock wall, bud. And he's like, then I want to do the rock wall. I was like, well, let's go. So I'm up at the top and I'm helping. And he's having a little bit of a rough go. Um, it's difficult, but I have an awesome belay team helping down there. And they're kind of guiding him a little bit and helping. And I'm up at the top, essentially kind of like, Pulling on the rope, kind of like helping him reach those next steps, because he's really he's starting to get pretty scared the higher he goes. Takes him, I'm gonna say, 15 minutes, 20 minutes on that rock wall. Like he's tired, we're tired, but he's very determined. He eventually gets to the top, and I kind of asks him, like, "Do you want, do you want my hand? Do you want help?" And he kind of like stops. He thinks, and he says, he shakes his head, yes, and so. I reached on my hand and he, like, straight up, like, I don't know if you guys ever watch like, the medieval or, like, Gladiator movies or, like, Vikings, they do, like, the forearm handshake kind of thing. He straight up does that and I was like, oh, that was (laughs) really cool. (laughs) Like, they pull him, I pull him up and he kind of, like, collapses there and he's like, he stares at me and he is like, starting to, like, tear up. And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, are you okay? And he's like, I did it. (laughs) I did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it moved me. Um... But then came the the fun part, right? The going down the zip line. Mm-hmm. So he gets up there and he's like, "This is really scary." And I was like, it, it, "It is, Logan. It is, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. This is going to go well." And um, he we get everything set up and he's strapped in and then I'm holding him on the back and he's at this point like he's been coming every summer I've been there and he's he's bigger than me at this point. Um yeah. he's a big guy. Doesn't take and much, he, huh? What? Yeah take much yeah i'm a whopping i'm like a dwarf over here so that's not saying a whole lot um all of our podcast listeners who have never met me and so um not all of us can be giants like Jeff <laughs> hey, so, <man>. yeah. <laughs> and so we i we get over to the edge and i'm kind of holding on to we call it the butt loop on the harness yep. you know yep. and he's he's sitting there and he's like physically shaking mm-hmm. um he's like i don't know if i can do it and i'm like you know what it's this is a challenge by choice. I really think you're going to have fun, and it's completely safe. I think this would be a great way to show that you've conquered this. He kind of looks back at me with this look. He's like, you're right. And he literally just starts screaming. <laughs> he starts screaming. <laughs> ah! It just, like, runs off of the thing. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, most people kind of, like, sit or, like, kind of, like, scoot off. Yeah. He, like, he runs off. And as he's going, he starts, like, screaming. Then he starts laughing, like, that cry laughing as he's going down the zip line back and forth. Um, and it was this huge moment of he had been talking about it on Facebook. He had been talking about it all week, and he didn't know if he was going to be able to pull it off uh, while he's doing it. And then as I sent him off, um, we get down, and he comes up and gives me a hug. And he goes, that is the greatest thing I have ever done in my life. Wow. Wow. Um, Thank you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like your heart melts, right? Like for us, this is a job and this is a tower and I'm hot and my arms were like jello at that point trying to get Logan up there. But that moment was probably something that has shaped him as a human Um, in so many ways, like in his faith and dealing with people in his confidence like that paid for the tower Mm -hmm. that day. It was huge. Um, so it, for anyone out there who like looks at towers or you're looking at a camp and you're talking about the high wharf course and they talk about why it's important it's literally just experiences like that where you're like that that probably saved him in so many ways that we will never know yeah. in his life
1: yeah that's awesome I love the tower like I said before I always loved working it um, that's why I did my very last day working at Lutherdale it was, like, really? It was, yeah the last day I worked the tower that was the last thing I did <laughs> Um, I just love it. Like it's, high is such a great experience and it really challenges campers and pushes them, but it also challenges staff too. Like yeah. when you're working on it with them, like you're getting pushed to, uh, communicate better and to be patient and to work with these kids that are terrified. So overall just good stuff. I like it.
2: Work at camp y'all. It's worth it.
1: Do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'll share a story as well. And I wasn't really sure what story I was going to share about like the power of camp Um, And as you were talking, it reminded me of something that I hadn't forgotten about, but I just kind of like, I don't know, it just, it brought a story to mind. And this is more about like the connections that camp makes um, and how like they, they're bigger than just like when you're at camp, like they are real connections and it's like a family basically. Um, So... Growing up, I went to Sugar Creek's family camp for many years before I um, was on staff. So I started at, like, six years old going to family camp. And my family, like, we were just there all the time. So we knew camp. We had connections with other families there. And um, there was one family that always kind of came with us, and they had a bunch of – they had a lot of kids, all sorts of ages. And um, there was one of them that I really connected with. I'll say his name is Logan um oh, we just had man. a good connection a, a good bond um he had some special needs and he um, needed some more attention but he was just like this kid had my heart he was such a great kid and loved camp and loved being involved and all of that um so one summer we always did like this christ walk thing or christ hike whatever you want to call it where you reenact Jesus' life i think we've talked about it on here before
2: oh yeah that's cool
1: um so we always did this in one year i think my third summer i got to play jesus um so i was like super pumped about that and we
2: you're, you're way too tall to be jesus
1: <laughs> also a little too pale skin to be jesus <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway anyway uh i digress um we for family camp we did this performance performance whatever we did this walkthrough of jesus's life and i was playing jesus and one of the scenes we did was uh, where he's at the temple and he flips the tables yeah. because he's all upset that the merchants are selling their goods oh, at man. the temple. We are, if you are familiar with the Bible and Jesus' life, you know this story. So I'm doing the scene. I go up to flip the table. I put my hands under and flip it. And there are loose screws on the bottom. So in both of my palms, I get cut because there's <laughs> screws there. So I flip the table and then I start bleeding. So I'm like hiding my hands. And then we go through the rest of the Christ walk, and then I'm up there getting crucified with arms out, and there's literal (laughs) blood on my hands. So afterwards, what happens is like everyone watches Jesus die, and then they go to the next part of worship. Um, Because this is all like the beginning stages of worship, and then you continue after that. Normally what I do is I get down from the cross, I get out of my costume, and I go join worship. But because I was actually bleeding from my hands, I went to our healthcare station to like bandage them up and wrap them up and stop the bleeding and make sure they weren't infected. Yeah. So I missed worship. I missed the rest of it. Um, And after worship for family camp, we do like a social hour. We'll have like ice cream or pie or just like a snack and just hang out and play games or whatever. Um, Some families will go to bed, other kids will stay up late. So I get to that and I walk in. And this kid, Logan, sees me and just tears in his face. He runs up to me and hugs me. Biggest hug ever. And he said, he's like, I thought you actually died. Like, he thought I was Jesus and that I was actually crucified. And he was just so distraught. He just gives me this hug. And I was like, it's okay. Like, it's all right. I'm okay. That was just a reenactment. Like, it wasn't real. Like, I just cut my hands, but I'm okay. And just, like, I was so moved by it because, like, I knew this kid, but we only saw each other once a year. Like, once a year we saw each other. But just that deep connection that we had, like, you can't even put words to it on how close you become when you share these, like, really great experiences. Um, And that family, like, to this day is still very close with my family. And uh, they don't go to camp anymore because their kids have kind of grown up. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like that's a connection that's there and it's real and like he's family and the hard part of this story is um, about five years ago he did pass away uh, which is really oh, hard man. and um, he had a lot of health concerns going on it was difficult mm-hmm. for the family difficult for all of us in the camp community and we did a little ceremony at camp and we um, got a bench with his name on it and um, dedicated it to him and had a little service for him at camp and every time I go back now wow. um, I just baptized my son there this fall at sugar Creek. And we went back and um, walking through camp, we went to this bench and I got a picture of my daughter on it. Um, just hmm. cause like that connection's still there. Like he still has a place in my heart and he's still a part yeah. of my family. And even though we weren't family, like, <clears throat> like I said, once a year, we saw each other, but like he's family. I'm not going to forget about it. Yeah. So
2: I think it's so incredible how, Oh man, this is going to sound so dumb cuz I'm sure all of you who are listening are camp people. Like if you're not <laughs> and you're listening like man that's kudos. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting out of this but I'm really glad you're listening. Yeah. But so I'm sure all of you know but like what you get out of camp just Jeff and I could spend literally hours and we have. We have spent hours, yeah. days talking about camp stuff. That's what we did. That's how we met. Yeah. And we the the impact that the campers and the staff and your, I mean, even like the off the people that work in the office, like it, it becomes this community of love and trust where it is very difficult to describe without experiencing it. Um, there's a re I mean, we're making a podcast about (laughs) our favorite stories. I mean, this is, I don't know what number this is. Um, but i mean it's like 20 something i think uh
1: we've done 26 traditional episodes and this will be our second special edition so 28 episodes we put out
2: yeah 28 episodes y'all about the like our lives working at camp like we've got tons more even though we struggle of like okay what story do i tell this week that has like a good conclusion that like what could i stump jeff and john with kind of thing there's tons of just like stories of like man Logan on the tower, or Logan running up and hugging me, or I mean, we could go on and on, so yeah, with with everything that's going on with camp, and with COVID, and there's a lot of questions up in the air about next summer, and like some camps are doing, I've already said they're going to do camp, some mm-hmm. camps are still weary, because they're in high-risk areas. Um I just, if you're in a position at all to help in your, your camp in any way, a uh, camp that you love, a camp that had an impact with you it can be It doesn't have to be monetary it can be Literally just like posting something On your social media And saying like hey I love this yeah. camp and it changed my life this way Like that's free and it just takes your yep. time And that will mean a lot to the camp But also it helps them so It does um, For sure y'all just this is going to be a rough Year for a lot of camps and I mean there's going to be Some closed camps it's going to happen
1: Because
2: um, there's camps that struggle with it on a Yearly basis Um The camp that I, uh, the camp Stoney where I worked at, this was a, this was a rough year and it was close and there was a lot of talk about it closing and Mm -hmm. we, a lot of us stepped up and went to bat for the camp and the diocese there made a really, really hard decision and they're actually going to close down their event center so that they can keep the camp. They're selling the property and yeah. and And it was because like they, they made a very prayerful decision about it, but I mean, Hundreds of people came out and said, "You can't get rid of this property. You can't get rid of camp. Like, it's all we've got." So,
1: yeah, that's hard. I mean, I know a lot of camps are struggling, and if you're listening, you're one of them. Like, we feel for you. We get it. Like, we we understand how difficult this is when your ministry and your work relies on people coming to your site and participating Mm -hmm. in group activities. But that's the fear that people don't want to do right now. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we understand.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we're praying for you. We we mm-hmm. love you. We're doing what we can, um, by apparently hanging out online and <laughs> recording a podcast. Right. We're getting
1: the word out there about how great camp is. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna uh, play a voicemail here. Um, yeah, let's just let's take a listen.
2: Hi,
0: we are huge fans of this one time at summer camp. I'm Rachel. I am the program assistant to Jeff Thompson at the good old Lutherdale Bible Camp in Wisconsin. Hi, my name is Andrew Thompson. I am the former off-site coordinator of Lutherdale Bible Camp. I worked with Jeff there for a few summers, and I worked one summer down at Luther Rock in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we have a camp pack, um, and our camp pack today is about music. Because music is a huge part of kids' lives these days. They listen to music on their iPhones all the time. And just having a boombox at camp, like an old little CD player, um, is really great for kids when you're trying to get them calmed down for cabin time or bedtime or whatever. They, They listen to music. And why not bring it to camp in a small way? So, speaking of music...
2: And, Jeff, I especially want to shout this out to you because, as you know, I'm a very quiet, soft-spoken guy, and you never can hear my voice. We thought we'd like to share our musical gifts with you. Our
0: musical gifts. All right, are you ready, Andrew? Yeah, I'm ready. If you have one cancer with the bloody nose, one with a yard no clean clothes, clothes and the, the water in water and your Bible clothes, listen to one time at camper summer camp. camp.
1: All right, well, uh, thanks for that voicemail, Andrew and Rachel. Yeah, they both have worked with me. Um, I loved your rendition of our uh, theme song. That was that was great.
2: I love it. I've never had a fan. I've never listened to anybody else but John sing that song. Yeah. And, was, me, and me in the shower. But that was incredible. I was like, Dude, I was, that's a catchy tune. I'm not It, gonna is. Lie. it gets I, stuck I, in I my, my head so many time. times. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I'm like, what was our last podcast? I can't remember. And like, I'll listen to it like on Spotify, and that song comes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not jam, right? There. It'll just like
1: randomly get stuck in my head, and I'll like start humming it. And when yeah. John first sent it to us, I could not oh, get out of my head for like five days straight.
2: I really want him to like make it a full fledged song, like a three P-shirt. minute song, like P-shirt. with verses and like a bridge and a guitar solo and. Maybe bring a dulcimer in there. I don't know.
1: John, we know you listen to these, so uh, can you make this into a full song?
2: Yeah, John definitely listens to these. That's not true. Um.
1: Um, but yeah, thank you, Andrew and Rachel. That is a good idea to bring music as a camp hack. Um, I always like to use music and involve it as much as you can. You want to disconnect as well at camp, so like, there's that fine line of overusing it. When you can find that balance, like it's really impactful for the kids and makes camp a little bit better.
2: I have a follow-up question for Rachel and Andrew um, uh, that I'd like them to leave another voicemail. What was their go-to song that they would play on their, I believe they said, boombox? What would be your go-to song to play on your boombox at yeah. camp, Rachel? Rachel and? What's and your,
1: it was Rachel <laughs> that said the boombox. So what's your song? Um, what's
2: your song for the boombox, Rachel?
1: Yeah, so thanks, guys, for calling in. Andrew, say hi to Fred for me and Aaron. Oh,
2: Fred. Oh, man. (laughs) Ask Fred about the peanuts. The wheelbarrow of peanuts. Ask Fred about the wheelbarrow of peanuts.
1: Speaking of wheelbarrows of peanuts, so uh, one of the cool things about camp is how you make these connections. And, like, (laughs) we talked about the, like, as campers and staff, you make connections, but also, like, the bigger camp world. Um, So we wanted to just kind of share a little bit about, like, our friendship and how it's grown and like some stories of us being full-time camp directors and gathering together yearly and mm. shenanigans involved in that. <laughs> um, so one story I actually want to mention is, uh, we were out in Colorado, <laughs> um, at Breckenridge for what was it was this 20, 2017,
2: 17.
1: Yeah. 2017. We're on Breckenridge, Colorado. And we had a, like an afternoon off, just like free so a group of us decided to go into Breckenridge and do an escape room. Now, if you've ever done an escape room, you know, like sometimes they go really well. Sometimes they go horrible. And this is a group of 10 program directors. We're very like headstrong. We're all leaders. We're all like confident, and independent. And going into it, I don't remember who I said this to, maybe you, Aaron or John or Logan. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, we're either going to do really well. Or we're gonna do horrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's no in between. Like we will be <laughs> awful or we'll be great. Yeah. Nothing else can happen in this. Because yeah. like we could clash heads, we could fight ideas and stuff like that, or we could like work really well together. <laughs> so uh, we go into it and Aaron, do you wanna explain a little bit of what happened once we got in there?
2: Sure, sure. <clears throat> so um well and as as we're sitting in the room like signing up and we all have to send like waivers and stuff like that, the ladies like no, this room's meant for like six or seven people. You guys can do more, but it's not recommended. And we're like, we're doing it. Like, we're going in.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think that's where the comment of like, we're either going to be really good at this or like, this is going to be a catastrophe. Either yeah. way, have fun watching us.
1: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> um, and if you've done an escape room, you know, like you, they get you in the room and they tell you like, here's the rules. Like, you can't like take yeah. stuff off the wall. If it's like screwed in, don't break it. Um, you get a certain number of clues. We'll be watching you on the camera. And then um, you'll be timed, and we're like, cool. So the story was we were in this uh, for our group was we were in a cabin and we had been avalanched in essentially, and we needed to send up a flare to mm-hmm. get rescued. And if we didn't do it enough time, we would get a second avalanche and we would die. Yeah, right. So it's we great all time. walk in the room, and we're all looking around. She's like, "Okay, good luck," and she shuts the door, and we scattered. <laughs> to the various parts of this escape room. And it's a mult it was like a cabin, so it was like three yeah. sections.
1: There were three rooms. Um
2: yeah, like a living room area, a bedroom, and then like a closet. Mm-hmm. Um literally everybody just went to different parts and started figuring their stuff out. Which it makes sense if you think about it. We were all um <laughs> we were all you know, we did leadership training for our staff. Yeah. And we do all these exercises, we kind of understand the process. And you just heard the shouting. In the middle of the room, like, I found a key. It has a star on it. Who needs a star key? And then across the room, you're like, ah, bring it over here. It was so funny. Um, It was was an adrenaline rush for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was the first escape room I'd ever done. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Um, First one I'd ever done. And I remember I kind of stayed in the middle room. There was oh, like yeah. a radio thing that we had to find all these pieces for. And eventually we could turn oh, the radio yeah. on. But even yeah. once you got the pieces for the radio, like fitting them together. So I kind of just like stayed in there with that. And I was looking at the maps and trying to do some of that work. But like, I thought we were like going at a normal pace. In the, like, yeah. I thought we were just moving along. Like I didn't think anything of it. Um, we,
2: we finally. Oh, I was like, we open... we, yeah, we opened the door. Uh, there's like multiple locks on the door and that's where we had to find all the keys and we open the locks and the lady who was and is just standing out there. Her jaw is dropped. <laughs> and she's like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You guys broke the record. Not just like beat it. We broke it. Like
1: <laughs> I want to find this place again. I Once we're done, I'm going to search for it. We have a picture where we're tagged in it somewhere. Uh, maybe you'll find it faster than I can, Aaron. But I want to see if that record has been broken since. Um, The best part of it was after we finished this, we're just like standing there chatting because we still have another 40 minutes (laughs) until our time is done because we booked it for an hour. (laughs) We just started debriefing it. Like we started processing the entire thing, why it went so well and someone part way through was like, you guys, we're doing our job. Like, we're not relaxing. We're literally being program directors and debriefing this activity. And we're like, oh, yeah, we
2: are. How did this room apply to your life? Yeah. It was. Did you find it? Yeah, I did. Guess what? What? We still have the record. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's uh, It was Mountain Time Escape Rooms. Mountain Time Escape and Rooms. We, and we did the Boreas' Revenge in Avalanche Survival Cabin. We did it in 22, minute, 22 minutes and 19 seconds with no hints.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we had another 38 Jeez. minutes to chill. Um, yeah, so yeah, funny. That was just, like, that memory was just, I'm so fond of it because it was, I mean, as a group of us, just, like, hanging out and doing an escape room. And there was no fight here arguing. Like we just did it and we solved it. And it was just so very natural. Like, yeah, we're program directors. Like we're camp people. I think she even asked us like, what do you guys do? Like, how do you do this so well? <laughs> we explained our jobs and we're like, this is what we get paid to do basically is yeah. problem solve.
2: Well, she, a- she asked us if we were professional escape room artists. <laughs> yeah. people that tour and like go and like set times and stuff. Um, and we we're like, no, nah, this was his first time. Yeah, maybe we should oh. do that. Should we call up the crew and go start breaking records? Oh my gosh, we'd be so good at it. Um, I will say there is one here, uh, down in like the Dallas, Texas area. It's at a place called Corky's Gaming Bistro. There is an escape. It's this place is an escape room, arcade, and axe throwing location. Oh my gosh!
1: When I come it's visit, super. we're going there. Heck yeah, dude!
2: Um, <laughs> and the uh, they have an escape room there called. The, I think it's the Dr. Jekyll one. No, no, no. It's Jack the Ripper. It's the Jack the Ripper escape room. It has a, I think they said it's a 21% success rate. Oh yeah. We need to do that. It's super hard. Yeah. I was like, I want to bring my all-stars here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Let's call the crew. Let's get down there. Let's break those records. Oh man. Getting that crew together would be amazing. Yeah. If you go look on either of our Facebooks, you can find a picture. Just look for pictures tagged with like me and Jeff or Jeff and John and you'll see it. If any of you,
1: um, if any of you listening are one of those people in that group with us, if you were there, please call our voicemail and let us know your thoughts and perspectives. Because it was um, just such a fun time, and I enjoyed it. Aaron enjoyed it. I'm sure John did too, and everyone you know, else involved.
2: We'll have we'll have to post the picture on our Facebook. Yeah. Um Anyways, we're for so much for a short episode. We're running long.
1: <laughs> it's only been like thirty some minutes. Uh, do you have any other stories you want to share about? Uh,
2: Our time together at LOM. Yeah. Um, And why it's important to
1: get into the larger camp community and make friends and build those relationships. I'll talk about the first time
2: uh, I went, the Met. Not not everything. Um, (laughs) And so uh, the first one that I went to uh, so, for those who don't know, what we're talking about is the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries Conference that happens yearly. Um, and then before then they do something called the leadership training event, the LTE for short. And it's a two year track, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a two year track. And so it's got an admin track and a program track. And so you do it for two years and then you quote unquote graduate. Um, well okay. we did the, um, when I went up, it was the program track and it was in Wisconsin. You... Um, I don't remember the camp that we met at for at Luther first... point. It was okay. Luther point. Yep. Uh, and then we went to the Thrivent center for the conference
1: i didn't go to the conference side so on i wasn't there for that oh
2: you didn't no oh man okay well we did the we were at luther point for the training and i didn't i had no idea what I was getting into i was as green as they come as far as like program stuff i had just started ran my first summer and uh, my executive director at the time, Phil, was like, you know, I think you would really get something out of this. And I was like, OK, sure, why not? So we get up there and I'm super intimidated. Like a lot of people had already known each other and didn't really know what was going on. But I met Jeff and I met uh, Logan and I met a bunch of other people. And it was like it was like what, four days, five days? It was like a
1: Thursday to hmm. a Monday.
2: Okay, Thursday. How do you remember this? Um, it's I, a just, Thursday, I
1: remember weird things.
2: 2014, man. six years ago. They're all uh, Thursday
1: to Monday because then the conference <laughs> is Monday to Friday.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so we go from Thursday to Monday and I think by the end of the second night, like it's time to go to bed and we're thinking we're, and we just kind of look at them like, does anybody want to like play cards or something? Or like we got board games and stuff. And I remember we stayed up until like, Oh, my gosh. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning. And our it next was very, session was at 8.30 a.m. And we were just – I remember the next day I didn't have a voice <laughs> because I was laughing so hard. I've never lost my voice from laughing before. And <clears throat> it was so funny. Um, but the, the, the friendships that were made – and it, it was just a fun time. Like like-minded individuals that we all knew what it was to work at camp. We knew the hours. We knew the exhaustion. You knew the workload. Mm-hmm. And so it was just nice to be with – like-minded people well fast forward a year and i get and now we're in uh north carolina and i get to be one of those people that kind of knows some people and we didn't waste any oh and that i'm sorry and that was the year we made we made a new board game or a new game out of where in the world is carmen san diego um we played that our first year yeah that's what i meant yeah yeah. we played that our first year the next year (laughs) we're at (laughs) We're in North Carolina, and we're having fun. And Fred, who we mentioned earlier, who did this with us, he's in seminary. Or he finished seminary now? He's in his last year. He's He's in his last year at seminary. Um, He's like, all right, guys, I know what we're doing tonight. And he reaches in his duffel bag and brings out this Carmen San Diego game that he apparently stole from the (laughs) (laughs) place.
1: You probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. It's fine.
2: It's fine. He took this. Forgiveness. It's forgiveness. Old 1980s board game. It was a ratty board game. Yeah. It was a ratty board game. And we're all laughing. And there's these. We had this new crew. And we're like, come on. You guys have got to play this. And there was no like us versus them. I'm with the in crowd. You're with the out. It was very much an all inclusive like, I want you to be a part of this joke. Um, mm-hmm. And then we started doing this. And my favorite part of the story is LOM does an auction every year to help raise funds. We submitted the the Carmen San Diego game for the auction and I believe it raised $60 towards LOM. Who bought it, do you remember? Uh my executive director did because I put his name down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Phil. <laughs> And so I, they announced the winner, and he goes, what? No, not me. And I was like, yeah, man, I think you won that. And as soon as I said that, he just looks at me. He's like, oh, oh you're paying for this. <laughs> he just, like, walks up, and is like, what did I buy? That's so good. Um, you guys can't see it. It is sitting on my shelf in a place of honor. Um, <laughs> as I love a very fond memory. Um, and that, w- that was the last year that, like, that – that whole crew essentially came f- consistently for those years, and that was the year we met John. Yeah. Um, and so it was a very um, – it was a big year, um, and I, I, I felt like I finally had this network. I could always call on and get resources. I would text them, and we had a group, and I'd be like, hey, I need, an, I need some kind of game for this, blah, blah, blah. And they would – I'd get like 50 ideas. Um, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it.
1: Yeah, that that first time at L O M L T, like you I had no idea what I was getting into. My exec signed me up and I honestly did not want to go.
2: Yeah. I was like, this sounds
1: so stupid, like I'm not gonna enjoy it. I'm an introvert, like I'm a shy guy. It's like I just don't want to go to this weird thing with other camp people. Cause I was like, camp people are weird, and I'm one of the weird ones, but like <laughs> they're weird and I don't want to hang out with them. So I get up there and I remember Aaron. Aaron is loud. And, like, oh, the first few sessions, like, like Aaron is just this loud, his laugh. We are in, like, this uh, cement box building, and Aaron's laugh always just echoed. And I was up in the front, and he was, like, in the back. I was like, man, like, that's the cool kids back there all, like, hanging out and laughing. And I'm sitting up here in front row right in front of the presenter because they assigned our spots. <laughs> but I, like Aaron, like, I was intimidated, but... Like that first, the first night, we just kind of like hung out a little bit, but everyone kind of went to bed right away. But it's the second night when everyone just like loosened up. And I was like, this is what it's like to be around peers. And like these people get it. And we can actually like talk about our jobs and how hard they are and the struggles we have. And they know what you're talking about. I was like, this is so yeah. cool.
2: Well, and I want to give a big shout out. Of, I really want to get him on this podcast. Um, a big shout out to Matt Kinsvatter, uh, executive oh, director. Of it. We are um, getting Kinsvatter on. Yeah, dude. Uh,
1: <laughs> he's got a story that I already know, but he needs to tell it.
2: It's oh my gosh! Gold. Yeah, dude. He's down at Luther Hill down in Lagrange, Texas. Um, he is amazing, and he's very—he is not an introvert. Uh, he is very <laughs> no. personable and gets along with everybody. That kind of guy. Um, and he just made everybody feel so welcome he He loosened us all up um they did it but a a huge like shout out to the whole team to the whole lte team for both years we were in it they did such an amazing job of making fun games and doing good activities and really giving us a lot of substance um doing ridiculous things like we're gonna have a poet laureate award at the end of our (laughs) session so be writing poems guys uh yours truly here won because i wrote I think I wrote 12 poems. You wrote all a lot different... of poems. <laughs> I wrote a poem after every session. I wrote a poem for that's the session. Right, I remember the right. humanities one. There was one about human resources, and they started saying things like, guys, and this is for anybody listening. Did you know if you're giving a reference for a past employee, legally, there are three things you can answer? Yep. Yes, they worked for me. Or, yeah, here's the, yes, they worked for me. Here are the dates they worked for. Yes or no, I would rehire them.
1: It's are they? It's like are they eligible to be hired again? Yeah. Not yeah. would are el- you? It's are yeah, yeah. they
2: eligible? Are they eligible? Anything beyond that, you should not say because it, they can actually like come after you because then it's not a professional uh, referral. If it's a personal reference, it's different. But if it's a work reference, there's those are the three things you're supposed to answer. As she is saying this, you could see all of the program directors being like, "Oh no." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And, like, I remember, like, a couple days before I left, I had given this glowing reference to a former intern. I was like, yeah, let me tell you these stories. And I, was, uh, I was like, oh, gosh, like, what's going to happen? So my poem was something like, oh, no, oh, no, I've ruined everything. Is this how I go to jail? Is this how I get sued? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Good times. Good memories, y'all. It's yeah. good stuff.
1: I'm glad you all got to listen to us just reminiscing for the last like 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, oh my God. But it really is. I hope what I hope is that while you enjoy our stories, I hope it also makes you think about these memories you have. Cause a lot of you listening, I know are part of this LOM community or the bigger camp community. I'm sure you have these times where you've gathered with other camp directors and you remember like, Oh, remember when we did this game or we did this activity with all these people like, I hope this sparks a memory in you that's joyful and brings you some happiness, because um, that's that's what we're about here—just having fun and making people laugh.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, and if you do think of those stories, y'all, I know a great way for that story to be heard. What's that? You would like, you would like to. There are multiple ways you could share the story. I'm I'm gonna start with the easiest one because oh. I feel like I feel like sometimes writing a whole email or doing all that sounds really like cumbersome takes time guys i'm telling you call the voicemail yeah it's the easiest way it's literally just call and like it's so it's easy it's easy for us to listen um literally just call 262-885-1551 if you don't remember that right now it's in the description of the podcast we'll put it in the post whenever we post this on facebook like just call the number. It's so easy. We literally want to hear your stories. We want yeah. to hear these awesome things. Leave a three-minute voicemail. Leave a 10-minute voicemail. We don't care. Okay, not
1: 10 I'll, minutes. That's a little long.
2: 15-minute uh, voicemail. I will listen to the whole thing, and then I'll it. make Jeff listen to it.
1: I will read the transcription of it from Google, which is always horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, dude, Let the, me the tell the you. The transcription's
2: terrible. terrible. Uh, um, but, yeah, you call that number. If you don't want to, you want to type it up. You can hit us up on our email. It's this number one time at summercamp at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a Facebook message on Facebook. Go and like our page. It's the best way to stay updated with everything we've got going on. Um, if you really, really want to go the extra mile, ask to be a guest, man. We'll love yeah. to have you on here.
1: And we've um, got We some... really haven't
2: said no to anyone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we've got some guests in the work. Like we announced a while back, we auctioned off some guest spots in the LOM auction and We've got a few that we're trying to get some schedules. Will probably be in January after Christmas is over that we get the mind because schedules are crazy right now. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you on. Hit us up.
2: Yeah, dude, awesome. Also, awesome. Make sure you also uh,
1: make sure you tell a friend about us. I think that's one big thing we don't always mention, but like how oh, we Frank. grow is word of mouth, like by you telling your friends about us. Like if you worked with other people at camp, that you think would enjoy this. Or if a story we've told reminds you of a situation you went through at camp with other people, like, tell them about us. It helps, you know? Leave some reviews, subscribe, give us five stars. <laughs> or whatever that's stars so you think cool. are worthy. I don't really I know, care. Like, <laughs> <that's> so funny.
2: <laughs> I don't even think I've rated us yet, because I don't have a rating system on Spotify. That's true. that's how yeah. I listen.
1: Well, you suck.
2: Um, I guess I should, you I get guess a I should find a one I'm going to find us on Apple Podcast right now as we sign off.
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this uh, short <laughs> quote-unquote episode. <laughs> this is not short anymore. Um, we hope you listen in next week, and hopefully John will be back from his uh, treasure hunt, fishing, mountain excursion, whatever he's doing. Um, yeah. Until then,
2: we'll see you later. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Bye.
0: One time summer camp.